Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Dr. Laverne Thatch. Dr. Thatch is a teacher and math tutor. You can find her on OutSchool. Dr. Thatch received her bachelor's degree and master's in mechanical engineering and later added school administration, supervision, and earned a specialist diploma as well as her PhD in science and mathematics education with a physics specialization. Dr. Thatch truly believes that with diligence and hard work, anyone can learn and understand math. She absolutely loves being part of her students' educational journey. In this episode, we talk about how allowing students to take their time, use all necessary resources to learn can better develop a deeper understanding of each concept. Also how she always finds a way to help students stay on or above grade level, how she does not remediate because she doesn't believe that students learn best by just moving forward, her instructional design actually uses a type of spiral method to bring back former knowledge. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Dr. Laverne Thatch has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our guest and tell us what is one fun fact about math that most people don't know. All right. Thank you for inviting me on. And I'm happy to talk mathematics. I can do this all day. For example, when I interact with my students and I will say something like one plus one or one plus five, what does it equal? They see two things. But when I talk about fractions, And I said a half, which is represented by one in the numerator, the bar that indicates division, and in denominator is two. They want to think of that as two as well, two things, whereas it's just one thing. It just represents a half of a whole. And then they don't, then you need them to think that you need to think them now, just like one and any operation could be one plus two, it could be one times two. One divided by two, here is the half. You know, see the two entities when it's now written with a division symbol, when it's written one with a bar on the two. Two entities there. Don't see, you know, like the two entities there represents one thing. And then you need another part, like a add one third or subtract one third or something like that. And see that just like, I guess they talk about numbers being binary. Like they always need a partner to do something with. I can't come in and say, hey, one. And you're like, one what? What do you want me to do with that one? Right. It needs a partner. And it needs an operator or operation to tell it what to do. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. That's really you good. Know, that operator needs to tell them how to dance together. <laughs> that is so or cool. Whatever. That's a really great way of looking yeah. at it, right? To so like the half is basically one entity. Like if I have a pie, I have a half a pie. So that's the one thing. And mm-hmm. the, the operation tells what we're going to do with that one half. What What's our next thing that's going to happen with this one half? Are we going to add a third to it? Are we going to take a third off? And that, third that is it. really, yes. wow, what a different way of thinking, which kind of brings us into what you do. You are a math teacher. So talk to us more about yes. what you do. All right. To talk to you about what I do, I'm going to go back to something you said. When we were talking about the one half, the half and the third, 
you said either you can add a third to it, that one entity with um, a half had a third to it, or you can take a third from it. That brings me to now you have a half a pie. Yes, it represents a half a pie, but you want to take a third from it. So how will you divide this in? Now, how many pieces do you have to divide that half into? It will be three pieces, right? There you go. Yes, three pieces. And each represents a third of that. So good. A third of that amount. So, and it's like one of the things I, 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 when I first started teaching and I realized that you have to be able to think on your feet. What does that mean? A question can come at you from any, any student at any level of understanding of the concept that you're trying to teach. And you should be prepared in that moment to answer it. If you're not able to answer it, don't make anything up. Say, oh, that's, that's a great question. Let's think about this together and see if we can sort it out. If we cannot, give me some time and I'll go and I'll love to present it another time. So that. don't be afraid to say you don't know in the moment. Come on. Because there are many so things. There are many things that you are going to know in the moment, but there's some things and don't be afraid to say that you don't know it in the moment. So I find that students respect that so much and they feel more of a human connection to you. You're not, you're not the end all and know it all. (laughs) No, it's true. You you have to go and find answers too. Yeah. And they learn to trust you more too, because they realize, oh, okay. I'm not weird. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to know everything. And now they, they can trust mm-hmm. you to go out and look for the answer or, or they can work with you. It just builds this relationship between the both of you. And that's really the whole, you know, that, that's the crux of homeschool, the ability to be able to build that relationship with your child. Or if you're a homeschool teacher and you have a couple of children from different you know, from different families that are coming together because you have an expertise in one area, you're building this relationship with them, which is, it's really awesome. Yeah. So tell us more about what you do and mathematics and everything and how you got started. What inspired you to do this? Because you're a genius. Interesting because I, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about all of that. (laughs) I am, I would say I wouldn't use genius. I would like I'm a person who is resourceful and I'll go out there to find the answer and know that it doesn't all rely on me knowing everything. But that came from your you know, story, so. right? Like that came from your upbringing because you have an amazing story of overcoming <sighs> and where you came from, you and your family and where you are now and how you help others overcome in math because you're taking those skills that you learned in your life, which to me, your story is just so inspirational. Yes, um, they were overcoming things like, you know, for example, I tell people because this past January we celebrated 43 years in the United States in one eight and a half hour plane journey. You're in a new continent, new city, new weather conditions. Everything is new. And how are you going to approach this and how are you going to attack this? And I watched my mother in every step of the way. She figured it out. She didn't give up because you know that even in mathematics textbook, they ask you to persevere. They specifically say in this question, help students to learn how to persevere and get to the results, you know, that they need to. And the results doesn't, like I said, it's not going from one to three. It's going to one, two, three and understanding the process in between. And knowing that sometimes you'll go from one to two and you may have to go back to one because you didn't fully understand the question being asked and then come back to two and then go to three. So, cause I don't know, it's like, then you're not rushing the situation. You're 
developing an understanding of it, you're persevering through it, and you're getting to a result that makes sense. I love it. Because the student is usually smiling when they get there. <laughs> yeah. And then it emboldens them to want to ask more questions. It allows them to feel uncertain, but they will still let you know they're thinking about it. So what inspired you to start all this, like to start, you know, your tutoring and working with students? Well, I taught in New York. I studied engineering and I taught in New York and I realized while I was working my master's that I wanted to, you know, I started as a paraprofessional, even though I had a degree and I saw work that I was doing and I said, you know what, I would like to be the teacher in charge. And my friends were like, so why don't you just go do a master's in education or something like that? And I said, no, because I love engineering, but I realized what I loved about engineering is the learning. And there's a way that they teach you and a way that you're expected to think and see the world, process the, the steps that you need to take in the world and make sense of it and make it something productive too. Like making those choices to be productive and not, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a, there's a process, there's a, a method, a scientific method to all of it what, that I you, felt it was a way that I learned. Can you like expand on that a little bit? Like what was that method that really kind of opened your eyes to love this? Well, in engineering, I mean, you struggle if you, if you don't ask questions mm. and you have to burst your way out of that. I'm not going to ask questions because I don't want to upset the apple cart ask the questions because that's how you're going to better understand. Then when you go out there and you're working, I never worked as an engineer, but if I go there and I'm working and a client comes in and wants a certain product and I don't ask he or she questions, how am I going to give them what it is they expect at the end result? So you have so to good. burst out of that thing. And in the classroom, even though it's intense and in a situation like I was in where there were very few women in the program, and say, hey, I'm going to ask my question. I don't understand. And this person, this professor is the expert that's supposed to help guide me to understanding what is going on. So that. that way of thinking and seeing and prompted to always question because you must understand what it is you're doing because you don't want to design a bridge that's going to fall down when all the cars are on it. And you don't so want to good. design a bridge that can only weigh all the weight of five cars where you needed it to hold the weight of 100. True. I love that because clarification you know what? is necessary. Yeah. And you Go have ahead. to be able to know what questions to ask. Like when you like a lot of times people think, oh, if I ask a question, it's going to show that I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's actually not true. So you what? Actually, even if it is, but you have to understand something to be able to ask a question. So there, there is an understanding there. It's a development of that understanding to deepen your knowledge. So those qu questions are not a representation of you don't know what you're talking about. It actually means you absolutely know what you're talking about, but now talking you're just about, getting a yes. depth of it. So I love oh, that. And, mm -hmm. yeah, and that method of and that way of teaching is so important. So where can parents find you? What's your platform for teaching? All right. Currently I am available. If you want to get directly to me, I have a setup on OutSchool. I don't know if you've heard of OutSchool, where they allow you to do either one-on-one -on -one or small group. I like to do, if I do a small group, at the most three or four students, I don't go beyond that because the, my approach is about getting to understand the individual learner. And in a group of 10, I will not have that opportunity. 
And especially since I'm going to, I mean, uh, I'm being pair up with the students. Yes, they can be in a group of three, but they still get, they must still be able to get that individual attention from me that focus on their needs. And I can't spread myself out thin. Then you'll get a thin curriculum and a thin teaching, teaching approach when you get more involved and more in depth on a smaller group. So I either do one-on-one or say small groups, three, four at the max, so that they can get that time. That's because awesome. away from the classroom and away from their, you know, setting of this is this is what you're doing at home school or this is what you're doing in, you know, in public school or private school. This is their time to be who they are and to be focused on. I love that. That's so, so good because especially with math. So is math the only subject you teach? Well, I teach. I teach. My focus is mathematics. I have taught others. You know. I've taught English and science, my background being engineering. I got I to do a lot of science and I've taught science, but I started focus on the mathematics because I incorporate so many others in the work that I do. For example, I work under the moniker of STREAM, like STREAM Tutor. And STREAM is an acronym and it stands for science, technology, reading, engineering, and mathematics. Or the, and the A could be in our end or it could be art because I encourage them to draw diagrams. Like one of my things that I'm doing with students now is teaching them how to take concise and usable notes in mathematics. And every lesson, they should at least come up with three visual cue prompts that will help them to write the notes about the concept being taught. So I've been working on that. I love that. That's so cool. That's sketch noting. Yeah, I, I try to teach my students to sketch note because we don't think in words, we think in pictures. So a lot of times if they're mm-hmm. able to visualize, when I was talking to you earlier about the half, I literally visualize half a pie. So it was easy for me to see a third of that half taken off or a third added on because in my mind, as I saw the half, I saw the three parts of it. So that was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really, that was easy to be able to see that. Yes. But also too, you know, that your diagram or your visual cue could be an equation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How often? Yeah. Think about, think about a linear equation. I teach a lot of algebra. Um, think about the linear equation. Its representation can be done in how many forms? The standard form, slope intercept form, point slope form. Those are visual cues, seeing the equations, you know, spread out and understanding the parts of each and what it means. All they're doing is moving around the letters to form the what it is they're asking for, manipulating that equation. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's so cool that you actually incorporate that into your lesson and how they can do that. And you work a lot mm-hmm. with um, students who have, you know, who have certain learning differences like yes. dyslexia, dysgraphia. I'm glad you said learning differences, yeah. not disabilities differences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that too and how you got started with that? Well, they, they come to me. <laughs> I don't know how they find me or how I find them. But typically when I say yes to a student that I'm going to work with, for example, I subcontract, I'm a subcontractor for a company out in New York. And they will put up who's available, what's available, grade level. And for some reason, I never see, and I know they put out there, they come with this or that, but I just see a name and a grade level and a subject. And I'm like, okay, this one feels right. So I go out of my feelings because 
they always work out that we're a match, you know? And then I would learn like one of my students this year is autistic. And that of course they give me their records so I can read through it and all of that. Sure. And then I started interacting and I'm just like, how do they always find me? Or how do I always find them? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it works out so well because we understand each other because I know I have quirks <laughs> and they get them. Yeah. Uh, I think we all do, right? You know, so yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I don't know. It's like a match made in the ether that yeah. just and just drops into space of who we are and we meet up yeah. with each other. I don't specifically go out there looking for it, right. just happens and it's been so over the years. Yeah. When I taught in New York, there were some there were certain students they were mainstreaming. And I was one of the classes they were mainstream them in because they felt that we matched. And so I can, good. you know, get them to work. And That's yeah, so, so I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good explanation for that one. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, God's good. He knows exactly who to bring to us. And um, we're able to, you know, share our expertise. And that's why we have our story. Everybody has their own story because there is somebody else that we're supposed to help walk through that journey. And I love that. So as we're wrapping up, Dr. Thatch, where can people go to find you and register for your classes? All right. As I said, I am I'm offering on OutSchool. Many people, especially the homeschooling families, they know about OutSchool. I'm on OutSchool. You can go there and look for me there. And I also sell products because my products, I don't write lesson plans. I design practice materials because that's a big, important part of instructional design that sometimes in classrooms, students get robbed of the opportunity for enough practice. Oh, wow. And I have a website um, on Gumroad. It's just drthatch.gumroad.com and they can find materials there. I have materials on the stream tutor online and teacher paid teachers. The prices of teacher paid teachers are a lot less than my outside sources like Amazon and Gumroad. So the one lower prices, that's the place to go. And also too on teacher paid teachers, I have some digital practice material that are self-graded and so on in there as well. You've heard of teacher paid teacher, right? Oh yeah, I think, yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, so teacher paid teacher. Are you still doing mm -hmm. consultation for like 15, 30 minutes with a free yes. mini lesson? Yes. Okay. 15 to 30 minutes, free mini lesson that I offer. And, and, uh, you know, and trust me. And if, if I am not the best person for you, I am not afraid to tell the parent, this is not the right, I'm not the right person for you. This is who you're looking for. And I will give them resources to help them find the right person for their child or their learner or for themselves. That's fantastic. That's important. Because when my daughter was in a STEM middle school and she was struggling with her algebra, I couldn't teach her at that time. So I found another, another teacher who can work with her and he would come to my office and they'll take a room and they will sit and they will work. And it, it worked out very well. That's awesome. So don't be, don't feel like, well, I choose this person. This is the one. Make sure you're a match yeah. because it's always in the best interest of the learner. That's fantastic. So guys, I will put her links in the show notes so you'll be able to access them very easily. So Dr. Thatch, as we're wrapping up, what is one takeaway you want to leave with families today? 
the learner the learner is always at the front of everything take your ego out just like i tell any teacher your ego does not belong in there you the homeschooling parent your ego needs to stay in check as well and let the learner guide and follow with them and give them what they want or need not what you want or need because the future is theirs not yours Wow. That's powerful. That is really powerful. Well, thank you for coming on today. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I hope we have more conversations in the future. Oh, I hope so too. (laughs) I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for giving me this platform to talk about my passion and teaching and learning with great students around the world or (laughs) anywhere. Awesome. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.